The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Flu season is here. Protect yourself and your family with a flu shot at London Drugs. Call or visit your local London Drugs pharmacist for details. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey there, it is 2.05 on the Tuesday edition, the day after the municipal election. I feel like I just saw you. Oh yeah, we were here until 11 o'clock. That's right. It was exciting, wasn't it? It wasn't, we knew there wasn't going to be a whole lot of competition for the mayor. It was a matter of, as we said last night, yeah, not who, but how much. But there was some interesting battles in the wards in three, seven, um, a couple of the others, but specifically those two. Close up in four as well. But yeah, three and seven, man oh man. I did not see Tony Katarina holding on to that seat when we left here last night. I know I sus- he was up for a little bit, yep. but... I suspected he would lose it, to be honest with you. And I don't know what the final margin of victory was, but it was small. It was... 400, 500, somewhere around their votes. But it was very interesting if you were listening to the coverage last night, Ed Gibbons, who's ward that... Yep. Uh, no, that's four. Sorry. Right. But uh, he knows that area very well. And he said, oh, no, don't count uh, Katerina out just yet, depending on right, which that's right. uh, poll it is that's coming in, in which part of the ward, depending if it's the north part of the ward or the south part of the ward, it could be uh, a, a huge changer. And apparently it was because he was trailing the entire time. And the next thing you know, boom, was up by 800. That's right. Anyway, it was interesting. Interesting. Um, he held on. And um, Dave Loken lost his seat. Surprised by that one. You know, again, as we mentioned last night, Dave Loken's never won an election with a, a margin of victory of more than 500 mm-hmm. votes. So that's very <laughs> few votes in a ward that big. And you know, you knew going into it that he'd be in for a battle. Uh, I think, generally speaking, um, and again, no expert on um, that particular ward, Ward 3, but what I've been hearing uh, leading up to the election, what I've heard since is that the north side, to a great extent, feels ignored. Yeah, but you know what? They've got new money for the, the yellowhead, all that work's being done. There's a lot of people saying, okay, you guys need to, you know, suck it up a little well, bit. Well, there was a lot of things in the pipe, but not a whole lot got delivered, right? Oh, so, you got the yellowhead delivered? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not saying, Dave, you know, listen, I think Dave Locum was a fabulous uh, councilman, to be honest with you. He was out in the community all the time, but I... It's an interesting thing, and I didn't know this until this morning, but Zadig, mm-hmm. uh, he's the urban planner, uh, what, a military officer in Naval Reserve. His slogan, and I didn't know this because I didn't <laughs> see the signs, I don't get up north uh, too often, was uh, Ward 3 first, North Side second, the rest of Edmonton third. Mm. It's an interesting because it plays to what I just said. If the North feels as though they're ignored by city council, and, you know, maybe, yeah, there's plans for things to happen up there, but they haven't happened yet, some things, some, uh, you and, know. And obviously tapped into some of his military connections in, the, in well, that, sure, North uh, in that Side, area. Yeah. That's, that's where a lot of folks live. Yeah, it's, that was an interesting one. And again, a close, close race. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I actually have texted back and forth with uh, Dave this morning. Uh, don't want to, it was on a personal basis, but I think he's a little 
Well, wouldn't you be? He's stunned, I think, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? I, I think that um, anytime you're, you're going in and you're up for re-election, you can't rest on laurels and uh, you need to get out there. You need to do th- your thing. And yeah, when you lose your job, you're stunned. Ask anybody who's lost their job and they'll be stunned. Well, and I'll tell you something else. There's... Um these days, when it comes to running for any office, social media plays such an mm-hmm. important role, and it and in my mind really shouldn't, but it, it plays an important role in a different way in that you can take from a candidate very easily with social media, whether it's accurate or inaccurate. So the two things that I can think of that I kept seeing about Dave Loken was his truck with his signage parked in a no parking zone. There were several people who tweeted, retweeted parking tickets on the truck, and, and it's a silly thing, really, because I'm sure Dave Loken is not the one driving that truck around. Some volunteer somewhere uh, was responsible for that truck. But it did leave an impression with a lot of people. That, well, here's a guy who sits on city council, doesn't even uh, bother adhering to bylaws and parks his truck where it's not supposed optics. to be. Yeah, it's just optics, but it can have an effect. Uh, on the voter. And the other was, of course, that alleged The, le- the alleged dust-up there. Right, which was another one of those situations where uh, I think technically kind of both sides were right. So it was uh, uh, on public property, mm-hmm. a public park, and you're not allowed to campaign on a park. However, there's an exception to that rule, which is if you've rented the whole park, you're allowed to do whatever you want. So you had a candidate who had rented or an organization had rented and then sublet to this candidate a booth. So he was there legally. Uh, Dave Loken, knowing what the rules are, didn't think he was there mm-hmm. legally. Um, there was never an assault charge laid and, and police investigated and said there was no basis no. for a charge. So it was a nothing thing. But there it is again where you have, well, wait a second. Now... What, you know, what do most people take away from that? The first piece of information. Oh, Dave Loken assaulted somebody. Yeah, no, he didn't. But but that's, unfortunately, that's that's the way it is anymore. And it, it doesn't matter what topic it is. Most people, most, maybe that's generalizing, but a lot of people don't go past seeing that first uh, few words in a headline, the first few mm-hmm. words on a meme, first few words right. on a post. And instead of looking into it, uh, deeper and actually finding out the full story, then they make up their mind based on uh, a few words on the top of a of a, a Twitter post. It's it, a shame. Exactly, it is a shame. And you know, I know you're dubious about this. It'll be 15 seconds or less. So I haven't seen you since the fest ended. I'm not saying I'm dubious about it. I, I know, I know. But listen, I don't want to talk about the festival at all, except to say this. Here's the third factor that I think affects candidates and specifically affected them this time. So about two weeks 10 days before the festival, we look at the shows that aren't sold out and we send 500 emails out to our constant contacts saying, hey, who wants a pair of tickets to a show? We get 500 replies, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, and 1,000 tickets go out. Mm -hmm. Of those 1,000 tickets, you know how many get redeemed? Less than 100. Yeah. Because people will write back and say, Oh, yeah. I'd love to go to the show. I'm excited to go to the show. I can't wait to go to the show. And then they don't go to the Mm -hmm. show because they don't see the value of those tickets. That's a third factor affecting the election. You look at polls and you say, uh, hey, you know, Don Iverson's going to run away with mm-hmm. this. And so you think, well, there's no need for me to vote. He's going to run away with it. And you look at the number of people, the number of polls that showed Loken ahead, for example, and polls ask, polls should ask this, are you going to vote? And then if the answer is no, throw that away. 
instead of who are you going to vote for. Lots of people said they were going to support Logan in Ward 3. Lots of people said they were going to support Bill Smith as uh, the candidate for mayor in Calgary. He was running 13 to 18 percent ahead of his nearest competitor, Nenshi. Nenshi won. According to the polls. And so the question is, and did you see um, Keto Maggie from Main Street last night, his tweet? He said, boy, we really bleeped that one up. And you know what? Mayor Iveson this morning saying we need to stop doing the polling and reporting it the way that they were doing. He's urging media actually to not do it that way. I agree. And you know he what? He says enough's enough. But I'll tell you what, I don't blame media. And and oftentimes... And of blame course media. I mean, we're the ones that are reporting on what the pollsters are giving us, right? Exactly. Like, you know, I say to you, would you like two tickets to a show? And you say, I'm going. And then you don't show mm-hmm. up. So was that fake news that I had two more tickets? No. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked, are you going to support Dave Logan in Ward 3? Or are you going to support this candidate in this ward? Yes. Then you don't vote. So it's not fake news. You answered the question. I don't know what else media can do other than to ask the question or the pollsters no. can do. I mean, the pollsters ask the question, who are you going to support? I'm supporting this guy. In your heart? Or are you physically going to get in a car, go to the local polling station, and actually cast a vote? Because voter turnout was brutal again. Well, over 30%. Much higher than we thought it was going to be, Yeah, when we went off the air, it was just reporting at 21%. You look at Calgary, it was over 50%. I mean, what a heated debate, uh, you know, race that was. Mm -hmm. But if, if, if you are just willing to walk away and not cast a ballot in your ward because you think that the mayor is going to walk away with it, which he did at, what, 72, 73% of the vote, then I say shame on you because I think, you know, the mayor is one thing. The mayor isn't this overseeing God mm-hmm. on on city council. Each of them have one vote and one of those votes will come from the representative from your ward. That's right. And if we haven't said it enough on this show, you can um, affect change by working with the people in your ward. Of course. And think about how many times um, I personally have criticized what mm-hmm. my kids took in school. I don't like this new math that they're teaching. I don't like um, some of the, the class sizes. I don't like the fact that I don't have the school built by my house that was promised 20 years ago. There's lots of things I don't like. Now, I get the opportunity to vote mm-hmm. for a public school trustee. Do I know them? Did I research them? Are they also mad that the school didn't get built? Are they also opposed to this math program? Do they also want to see... Did you do your research on the school trustee? I didn't vote uh, um, school trustee. I hadn't done enough research on school trustee, so I did not And vote. I'm going to own that, too. I didn't vote. I didn't. Uh, I did vote. I didn't know enough about it to vote, so I'm going to hold myself as personally responsible as I'm holding the rest of you, because there comes a point at which you go, well, you get into that ballot box, and, and I think, is it fair to say a lot of people go, oh, yeah, school trustee. Right. There's just there's not a ton of thought put into that. But this these are the individuals who run the facilities that are going to guide the future, you know, of citizens. And and there are on the running for school trustee, progressive school trustees and ones who not so progressive. So you need to know where you stand on that before counting that ballot as well. Um, If you look at where you stand on certain things like GSAs and all the rest, you needed to know going in uh, to that little spot where you you, you made a little circle and did it. So I I just, um, I didn't. didn't. And you know, I don't know, uh, and again, I I hope I don't sound like I'm scolded. I'm really just trying to inform, but there came a point at which 
um, voter turnout increased. As you mentioned last night, when we went off the air, we thought it was it was still pretty low, right? I think, again, all the tweets out there and all the media reporting uh, what the early voting numbers had been, I think actually helped with the turnout because I think a lot of people went, wow, very few people mm-hmm. are voting. We should vote. I mean, I think maybe those numbers guilted some people into getting off their butts and getting down to the polling station. And, and here's the thing. I think it depends on what kind of crowd that you run in as well. I mean, sure. if you if you, and, and by run in, I mean the, the friends that you hang out with, I don't know any of my friends who didn't get out and voted. They believe to get out and vote, so they get out and vote. So if I have them as my friends on social media, mm. I'm going to see a steady stream of, hey, I voted, I voted, I've got my purple sticker, my kid's got the, ooh, future voter uh, per- purple sticker going on, that sort of thing. Do you know that purple sticker, I got to tell you, is brilliant. And whoever came up with the idea of the sticker uh, should get a raise. And I'll tell you why. Because we are so social media addicted that the only, that if you tweet or Facebook post or Instagram that I voted without that purple sticker, it's like proof they actually (laughs) did it. How many of those had that little sticker in there, right? Everybody did. kept thinking about was how much did that cost? Whatever it cost, it was well you worth it. So? Yeah, because I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right now. I, I'm, I'm Again, I'll just own it. Uh, the kids went off and voted. The board McCarran went off and voted. I was getting ready for the coverage last night, so I'm doing a lot of research. You saw those pink pieces of paper I had with all talking points and everything. I was really wanted to be informed, didn't know where the races would be. And at one point, Carol said, well, are we going to go vote? And I said, I don't think I'm going to have time. Yeah, hypocrite, right? Uh, I said, I don't think we're going to have time. And then I thought, no, i got to have one of those stickers. Like, I can't be on coverage. So you voted because you had you wanted the sticker? I, I'm going to tell you, that's not the main <laughs> reason, on. but it was a big reason. I thought, oh, I can't be. I mean, at one point I thought to say to the kids, can you pick me up an extra sticker? But I wasn't sure how they were doing it. So I did get down and vote. And, I, uh, you know, not the biggest reason was not the sticker, but I'm, I'm, you know me. I don't mind throwing myself under the bus. It was a, a factor. I thought, man, I, I got to have one of those stickers. And I, If think, I knew that you were that easy to please, I would have bought you stickers years back. <laughs> and crayons. It's 219. It's 219 <laughs> on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. Okay, Chetville, curious to know what you think about the outcome of uh, the election last night, whether it's the mayor's race in Edmonton, around the region, in your ward. Let us know at 4960063. Uh, Jed, give us a call back. We'll get to your phone call right after this. making sure that we can sustain the city's momentum um, in the event that other things change around us. So we haven't seen what all the uh, results are in the region yet, what effect that would have on on uh, our momentum with the region. Um, and I think I think value for money will be a challenge in this economic environment, I think, uh, but it also means um, uh, inflation factors that are lower, particularly with labor uh, and certain kinds of infrastructure costs. So I'm hopeful we'll be able to deliver uh, flatter uh, tax adjustments the next couple of years than we've seen during the boom years when labor costs and infrastructure costs were soaring. So uh, it remains to be seen. Again, I really look forward to hearing from the new councillors what their perspective is on that. Mayor Don Iveson speaking after his uh, speech last night. He won that mayoralty race coming in with 72.47% of the vote. Uh, thanks again, 496-0063, if you want to get a hold of us, 630-630. Lewis is on the phone, wants to talk about the election. Lewis, what's on your mind? Uh, how, are you, how are you guys doing today? Good. 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 That's good. 
Uh, well, you know what? I, I voted, obviously, and, well, I guess not obviously, but uh, <laughs> I was one of the 30%. And, uh, you know, you know, I, I think that as, Ed, as Edmontonians, we must have really short memories. Like, look at the bicycle lanes. Look at the LRT problems. Look at all the things that have gone wrong. And he still wins, but it's seventy-two percent. Yeah, but who? Crazy. But Lewis, who was who was there to cha- Who was yeah. there as a viable option? I, I know that there was there wasn't much there, but you know what? I think a monkey could have done as as well as that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly. But no, but listen, listen to the question though. So you're not happy with the policies of the mayor? You're not happy with the policies of what was of the council? What was accomplished? So I'm asking you, who was the alternative? I, 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 you know what? Maybe not as mayor, and I, and I could. I figured he was going to win. I just thought at seventy-two percent, that that's ridiculous. You know, and I did vote for different councillors uh, because, like you said, you know, one one voice, one vote, right? Or one yep. person, mm-hmm. one vote. Yep. So I, I because you know what? I, I don't want the same old, same old. I don't want those bicycle lanes slowing things down downtown. I, I don't want the LRT slowing things down downtown. You know, all of, all of these things are like like ridiculous. It's it, you know, but, but the, you just captured the you day, just captured the problem with this election in a nutshell, and everybody is saying the same thing. Look at the and again, I hate to bring up the polls, but you you take a look at the polls and what they say about Edmontonians and City Council, and what they say is, and what they said leading into the election was that Iverson was going to be elected by landslide, which he was, and what they also said was uh, some of the major things accomplished by council, the bike lanes, the potholes, yeah. uh, the bridge, all the things you've mentioned were unpopular. The, yeah, exactly. right. But the big that, disconnect that, is there was nobody challenging Iverson. So, what do what you do, do, do about it? Oh, okay, but but to, at least at least that show him. You know what? We're we're not content with what you're doing. Like, give him. You know, give him. A, he, obviously, he's going to win. But by seventy-two, maybe forty-four. Yeah, you again, know, something like that. You again, know, again, with twelve other candidates. Again, Lewis, those, you've got twelve yeah. candidates. Really, and, none of them brought any. Yeah, right. Now, here's the thing, though. You're on to to one thing, and I'll tell you what you're really on to here, is that if you agree that there was no serious challenger to Iveson, but then you look at the number of votes that each of these candidates got, which I did last night when I got home, and you say, well, there's thousands of ballots cast Mm -hmm. that are not for Iveson, Mm -hmm. I would suggest that some, if not many of those, were protest votes against Iveson. But the problem is, with 12 candidates dividing the protest, he... He won by a landslide. No, he's going to win anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I, I just hope that, that even though he won by 72% or he got 72% of the votes, that he realizes how that a lot of these policies are, are just way out of whack to, to most Edmontonians. And, and you know what? Just opens his eyes a little bit. That, that's all. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people saying the same thing. I Everybody agree. I talk to. So, I mean, if we can hear it, why can't he? Lewis, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate uh, you weighing in this afternoon. The thing is, though, even those incumbents who have those issues in their neighbourhood, the bike lane issues, the Mm -hmm. LRT issues, for the most part, they're all re-elected as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only incumbent not to get re-elected was Logan. Logan. Yeah, and that was a close race. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And well, and yeah, we, we I will mention that Katarina was sweating it out that for, was a for quite a, too, quite a bit he, uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, but if, yeah, if you're looking at uh, where a lot of those issues are, the big ones, you know, the downtown bike lines. Okay, Ward Six, Scott McKean in with a bullet, not a problem. Um, you look at uh, what is it, uh, Ward Ten, Michael Walters, Blue Quill, all through there, the the bike lanes that go nowhere, mm. <laughs> no problem there. Yeah. So, ah, uh, no, I I think. If we see 
And again, I don't think that there was a, a, an incumbent city councillor who was willing to give up their seat this year to take on Ivis. And I think that they realized that he was probably going to get in. But if you flash back to the last election when we had three really strong candidates, that, we had yes. Karen Leibovici, we had Carrie, Carrie uh, Diot, yep. and Don Iveson. Yep. I mean, to me, that is how a mayoral race contest should be. Absolutely. But who is willing... Uh, you know, if there's three of them, two of them are going to be out of a job at the end of the night. Yeah, well, like I said last night to at least one of the candidates, an incumbent or an, an, a sitting mm-hmm. councilman almost had to step up if you wanted to at least yes. give Don Iverson a yes. run for his money. Absolutely. But they'd be giving up their seat because he was a powerhouse. We knew pretty much that he was going to be reelected. It is 2.29, a quick break here. Jed, hold on. We'll get your phone call after this. Some of your comments coming in on the election at 235. How about this one? After listening to some of the policies and viewing this uh, last election, I sure wish we could vote out the current administration. The people, I mean, the people who actually make the city run, not the ones we vote in. Those ones are the ones really messing things up in their interpre- interpretation of what city council wants. That's from Sebastian. It's an interesting perspective. A for lot sure. of people feel in this way. Someone says Iveson was always going to win, but he shouldn't look at his 70% as a massive mandate because I think if there were would have been someone better running, you would have seen a lot more people vote against his ideas instead of voting for the only option for a real mayor. Dave Loken has called us up this afternoon. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good. Jalen Andrew here. How are your thoughts on what happened last night? Um, well, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm obviously disappointed. Um, we're working today again, getting our signs cleaned up. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of emotions, obviously. Um, in my case, I think, uh, you know, I think I can tell you we did more in this campaign than we, we ever did in the previous four. We knocked on more doors. Um, we had everything going in the right direction. I, I truly think in debriefing this with my team uh, this morning, that uh, that we uh, we got the wrong end of the vote split. Uh, the Principe name was more mm-hmm. significant than, than we thought it was going to be out here. Yeah. And uh, she looked at her numbers, and she was in there. Um, she was in the in the hunt, and um, you know we fell short a little bit, and I think that's why. Dave, let me ask you um, though. Pardon my directness here. We, yeah. we but we know each other quite well, and I'd yeah. rather not dance around with you. So. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, so when you talk about. Uh, running a good campaign and knocking on doors. Um, is that a little, I, the word I'm I'm, I'm going to use is naive. Is that naive to think that all the effort should have gone into the campaign or should it have gone into the last four years uh, sitting on council? So, you know, because many in your ward uh, felt were, or, you know, vocalized on social media that the North was ignored. Yeah, and Andrew, and this is why this is really why I wanted to call in. That is being perpetuated by uh, some individuals, including uh, Mr. Jodic, who who won. Um, and there's no there's no basis for that. Uh, in seven years in Ward Three, uh, I have delivered a number of projects. Uh, I have fixed a number of neighborhoods. We have paved I don't know how many roads. Um, in the hopper, I have the Bull Maris Lake re- Rehab Plan, which now Mr. Jodic's going to benefit from, which is good because of the citizens' will out here, and that's the that's the goal. 
Um, you know, uh, transit service improvements. We're reviewing the transit system right now. Uh, Bev Esslinger and I had a plan, have a plan, uh, which I won't be a part of now, you know, to build this bus bridge, which is going to bring express bus. Uh, three park and playground projects that I was very active in. And this stuff about me not being active in the community just drives me nuts <laughs> because I have been more active in the last four years. I learned a lesson. I'll be honest with you. I learned a lesson in 2013 that I was not active enough. And I got out there in the last four years, and I got into the community leagues, and I formed relationships, and I went to events, and I raised money, and I donated money, and I did a whole lot of things when it came to communities. I was endorsed by one community league president very publicly. I was endorsed by another community league executive very publicly. There were some, I can tell you, except for one, there were some who were supporting me, but they didn't want to be public about it because uh, they didn't want the other candidates to get their nose out of joint. So um, there are so many fallacies that are being perpetuated here. And I'm just disappointed to even hear Mr. Jodic this morning talking about this uh, Ward 3 first, uh, North Edmonton second, uh, the city third. It just doesn't work that way. So Dave, you you're saying to, you're saying yeah. that that whole, the north side being ignored is just a bunch of bull? It's a bunch of bull. It's, it's bull. It's, it's bullshit. I'll say it. Um, and, I, and I challenge anybody to come out here and I will tour you around in this ward and I'll show you what's happened. And I'll show you what's happening, including, you know, Kilkenny community right now is under reconstruction. Um, when I first got elected in 2010, there was one neighborhood on the re- neighborhood renewal list. Now there's six. Two have been completed. One is in progress, Kilkenny, and three more are coming 2019 to 2022. So what's disappointing is, is, is people who should know, they use these things and they perpetuate these myths. Um, I understand the public who doesn't have time to research these things, who may not be aware, but people who are running for office, um, it's very disappointing when they run on these kind of platforms. And, and, and there was some very negative campaigning, very negative smear campaigning, things that, things that we did not react to. We took the high road, um, things that I'm not going to talk about on the radio. By far the nastiest, dirtiest campaign uh, against me out hmm. here this time. And, you know, we, we soldiered on. Um, we thought we had enough to win. Um, uh, Ms. Principe's name, like I said, uh, I think carried significant weight. Not to say that people aren't upset with me about some things, because there's some people you're never going to be able to please, and that's not what we're in the business of doing anyway. Um, you know, you're going to please some, you're not going to please some. But uh, not to say there was things that I could have done better, of course, always. Um, you always look at that. I mean, I, I'm a self, I, I look I look at myself. So I, today I'm, I'm looking at myself and going, what could I have done better? Uh-huh. Uh, my team, we did that this morning with my team. Um, and we came up with a number of things. But uh, but the things that we came up with, were we, we didn't feel that were were things that would have necessarily lost this for us. Um, uh, In yeah. such a close sorry, race, sorry, though, sorry Dave. No, that's all right. In such a close race, though, uh, yeah. and I've never been part of a campaign, uh, but yeah. if, uh, you know, I sort of envision what a debriefing would look like. When the race yeah. is this close, and you've won some close ones in the past, a margin yeah. of less than 500 votes in the last two, in fact, yeah. um, you have to take a look, don't you, also at... Uh, the allegations back in August that there was some kind of dust up with, it, with you and another candidate. If that lost you 100 votes, that's pretty significant. 
only came up at the doors, Andrew, in a positive way, comments like, we didn't, we don't believe it. Um, obviously, the police didn't believe it either, and I can't go into detail on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'll tell you that that was a it was a day and a half investigation. That's all that was. It was nothing. It was a smear campaign, and, you know. And there was some there's some there was some people behind this too that are sitting in in prominent seats. Uh, some people that were supporting certain candidates, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to get into a defamation thing on the radio here, but I'm telling you guys, this there was some dirty, nasty behind-the-scenes things going on here. And you know what? I can handle that. I'm a Northside boy. I've got <laughs> Calder. Yeah. Raised in Calder. Um, so, you know, I can I, I don't back down from anybody. But uh, um, And I'm not complaining about that. This is the deal you make. You, you know that when you're in these positions that you can lose them at any time. And this is the deal you make. So I'll, uh, you know, I'll recover. I'll bounce back. I don't know what I'm going to do, but no. um, ha- having a beer right now. So <laughs> that's good. That's good at three in the afternoon, and uh, I'll be heading off uh, to get out of town for a bit here to kind of recharge. And you know, and I'll be fine. Um, I, I'm I'm very blessed. You lost by 464 votes, and Andrew and I kept talking about on the coverage last night that you've always had close, yeah. close races, yeah. close wins. Um, would you Would you do it again, Dave? No, I'm not. I won't. Uh, I won't run for a council seat again. No. No. I. I and, I. and I have to really. I have to really examine whether I want to be involved politically at all anymore because I'm like I've been doing this for 25 years. You guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, seven years on council, but I was involved in a lot of uh, political organizations and campaigning way before I got on council. So you know what? I'm well educated. I have a master's degree. Um, I have a lot of experience. Um, in fact, I've had a couple offers already today. Um, so, you know, maybe it's time to reinvent myself and do something totally different. Well, Dave, uh, I know, think you've you been know. a strong voice, honestly, on council, specifically for the north side, but for the city in general. And as far as you getting out in the community, I ran into you everywhere. <laughs> I know you were out there all the time. But you have uh, I want to just thank you for the service that you did uh, provide to the city for so many years. And as I say, I think you were a good councillor. Dave, and well, Dave, thanks so much. That really means a lot. Dave, before I let you go, just curious, yeah. you're talking about, you know, the misinformation, uh, getting yeah. out there, smear campaigns, how it was a really, really nasty race this time. And we're seeing that a lot more, I think, on all yeah. all levels, whether it's uh, municipal, whether it's provincial, whether it's federal, doesn't matter. What do you think needs to be done to combat that? Or is this just something that we're going to have to suck up and, and, and take it? Um, because that's just the way it's going these days. No, I think that I think it, it starts with the candidates themselves. We ran a positive, upbeat campaign. We did not smear anybody. We ran a campaign on issues, and I think that's what it has to happen. And you know, social media, social media has become such a cesspool of crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really has. You guys have experienced that, Jalen. You have been attacked <laughs> viciously on yep. social media. Yep. And and that's that's got to stop. So you know maybe. Maybe companies like Twitter and Facebook and all these platforms, maybe they need to be more diligent in, in helping clean up this stuff. Because I, my, my block list, uh, while I was a counselor, was growing <laughs> exponentially. And, and absolutely ridiculous things people say about things that don't even matter. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So this stuff has got to stop. And, uh, you know, and I think media, you know, I respect the media. I have very good media relationships with all of you. Media has some responsibility too. Like, um, let's talk about the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. 
let's be informed with what we say. Uh, having people like me on the show who actually uh, sit in this, well, not anymore, but <laughs> sat in a seat and those that sit in seats and, and really know what's going on, know, know the day-to-day, know all the ins and outs, and not speculation. You know, let's deal in fact and let's and let's be respectful to each other. Dave Loken, and, uh, you know, thank you for joining uh, for calling our show today and for uh, speaking to us about uh, what happened last night, your time on council. And again, uh, you know, from both Andrew and I, as Andrew said, you know, thank you for your service uh, to the city of Edmonton. Thank you so much. And I know I'll see both of you uh, at different things. Uh, and I really appreciate it. Uh, your support and, and what you guys do. You got a tough job too. So Thanks, Dave. Take it easy now. Okay. Thanks a lot. 246, a quick break here. Jim, Jed, your phone calls after this. Thanks to Dave Loken, who called into the show, gave his side of what happened last night, lost by about uh, 464 votes in Ward 3, another tight one there. Jim has been waiting patiently for the last 20 minutes to have a say about the election. Jim, what's on your mind? Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you guys. I I, I look at this. I'm, I've been voting for forty some odd years, and and I still think the biggest problem that we have is apathy. And and this particular election, 124 candidates for 13 positions. You know, we're told you you should go out and research and find out about these candidates and find out who who thinks like you and who you know are who's dealing with the issues properly. How do you properly do that? We had 18 uh, um, uh, mayor candidates. Some some ward ca- wards were 12 candidates. Mm-hmm. How, how do you possibly do that? So I think I think the very nature of municipal elections and, and the way they're run, anybody can run. Anybody thinks they can be a, a councillor. Um, I think the very nature of that breeds that apathy. Mm-hmm. And and it, it, you know, to me, that's the most frustrating part. I voted. I actually did. Luckily, my ward didn't have, you know, 10 guys running, so mm-hmm. it made it easier. But it, it, it's, it's very frustrating to me in a democracy that it really is just democratic. You know, Jim, you've know. touched on a really important point, and one that I hoped we'd get to today, and that's the requirements to run as a candidate. So to answer your first question, um, yeah, it's overwhelming when you see more than 130 candidates for, you know, 12 wards and one uh, mayor. Well, I plus the school trustees, of course. But, you know, in my mind as a citizen, not as a radio guy, I went, okay, so my ward's Ward 9, who are the candidates, right? So that narrows it down by a lot. And who are the school trustees? Kind of did a very cursory inspection of that. I apologize. You know, I should have done better with that, and I didn't. When it came to the mayor, though, you know, I sort of, I don't know, I'm as perplexed as you. I know Don Iveson, I know his record, and so now I'm looking for that challenger that... Um, you know, would be at least worth a look. I thought Koziak might be worth a look, and one of the first things he did was talk about revisiting smoking bylaws. And I thought, well, there goes that guy. Um, you know what I mean? And then the others, I couldn't get through a lot of their websites, and some of them didn't even have websites. And, and I think it would be really helpful, but I don't know how to do this, if we could somehow vet the candidates, make the requirements a little harder, more signatures, more money, whatever it takes to get qualified candidates would be fabulous because you're right. You don't have to look at all 130 because you're not voting in every ward, but you did have to look at 13 candidates Mm -hmm. for mayor. 
and, and like I say, some information not even available, which kind of in my mind eliminates them because oh, I'm thinking... Oh, that's just easily... Yeah, if you can't put a website together, yeah. you probably can't run a city, right? <laughs> well, and, and I, I guess to me, they say you need to be an informed voter. Yeah. Okay, to find that, how am I going to be informed? Well, I'll tell you the best way to find it. You know, you go to 630 Chad to you go to Global News. Um, you, you go look to the Edmonton, at Edmonton Journal. Journal. Uh, if you just Google uh, Edmonton election, almost every media outlet in the city has some kind of summary of the candidates. And that's what well, I did to prepare for the show last night, honestly. I went to every media outlet and, and looked at their summaries and compared them and then went with what I know to be true from our listeners. Right. And I, I guess that from my perspective, though, guys only 30% of our population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. 30%. And, yep. and we're at the stage where we're actually accepting that. We're saying, well, that's, that's, that's a norm. You know, is this okay? I don't think that's okay. I don't, I don't either. Jim, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you weighing in on this when you're not alone with thinking that it's not okay. We need to take a break here at 2.55. Stick around more after this. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.